Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And this week is Melbourne Jazz Week. Well, it's actually Jazz Month, isn't it? It's a Jazz Festival. Is it Jazz Month or Jazz Week? I thought it was. Oh, there's shows along the whole month. It's Melbourne Jazz Festival. I don't oh, well, think it's uh, tied to one week. I just get so confused. Uh, there's so many Melbourne weeks now. It's like Melbourne <laughs> Music Week, Melbourne Food Week, Melbourne Wine Week. Yeah, Melbourne Flower Week. Melbourne oh. does a fuckload of things to keep up with. It's exactly. really hard, isn't but it? Honestly, I reckon it's, this is a week I do not exploit enough. And it's probably my favorite one and always goes underdone. It's true. Last year, I actually got so involved with it. You did. You went to a lot of shows. I went to like maybe five shows. Shout outs to the PR agency behind it, giving yeah. me free tickets though. I um, probably should have got on at this side, but I just was away and didn't get back to them in time and one out caught up on us. Well, I mean, hey, I think we'll still try to get one in. Um, I think we're both pretty keen to see Herbie Hancock and any jazz fans out there, that would definitely be a, uh, a recommended go-to. Like he's one of sort of like the last living jazz legends. Also, it's Jazz Week every Wednesday, isn't it? It is you? Jazz Week every Wednesday. Uh, down at Rook's Return, go and watch the, uh, the local jazz band, the Rookies. We both, Gideon and I both own a copy of the record. We probably plug this band the most out of anyone we speak to. Like, honestly, it's probably it's it's the best free music I I have probably ever gone to. I know that's a massive call, but every Wednesday they play free, and they're like top quality jazz artists as well for like a local jazz outfit. Yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to this uh, radio show and they're talking about- but Also, it's very busy, so don't go. I want it to be quieter. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, this one's more intimate. <laughs> they just play in your bedroom, really. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Honestly, if we're more organized, we should have got them in. It's true. There were some great stories that came out during the week on, on this radio show that seen bands before they blew up, like in, when they were like nobody. Like this one, ba- this one girl says she, they saw her, um, this band called, can't remember what they were called at the time, play at the University of Perth or West, Western Australia or something. And it was on the side in the grass. A week later, they changed their name from whatever band they were to Tame Impala. Oh, you kidding? <laughs> it's probably just Kevin Parker on a bunch of synths, just being a fucking wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and talking about wizards, let's uh, play some wizardry music then. So jazz is always so nice to play, so easy on the ears. Kind of like last week, how Deep House is... Even though they're different genres, they have such a nice feel to them. Yeah, and I actually think it's a pretty good transition from Deep House into jazz. I think, you know, if you were to sort of like, obviously they're back-to-back podcasts, but, you know, playlist-wise, you could easily blend the two. Yeah, people wouldn't think that Deep House has a similarity with jazz, but there's a lot of intricacies in both of the subgenres that I feel like overlap so much. Yeah, for sure. And that gives you that feeling of like, you could just listen to it for hours. Oh, um, exactly. But we're not going to go for hours tonight. No. We're not, unfortunately, we that, could. the challenge you gave me last jazz. week of going through my entire collection um, will be for another day. Oh, uh, I know. Even then, I had like quite a few jazz records I wanted to play, but I've uh, I've actually, I've given myself the task of sticking to current artists, um, artists who are, you know, working on labels and putting out new music. Yeah, um, I've got one local release I'll play and the other two will uh, be big headliners, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got two two on local labels and then I've got one foreign artist. Um, and the foreign artists I've recently been put on to, and that's actually where I'd like to start. Um, so I've got their, I've got two albums, and the outfit's called Ruby Rushton, and they're on a, uh, a foreign label from London called 22A. And his latest album that I have is called Ironside, and it's actually a fantastic jazz piece. He's quite a – so the uh, the main guy, Ruby, is a composer, and he actually like – it's quite deep, like quite thick jazz, uh, a lot of layers, uh, also quite percussive. But, yeah, there's some beautiful horn sections in there in the opening tracks one to remember and it's called uh one mode dram one more dra- uh, one more dram mate one mo one mo one more ah oh, so just play the record like. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that last one was uh, done by a local group called The Putbacks. Quite nice. I don't know if you call that jazz, but I uh, Jazz it. funk, for sure. But we have another pirate with us at the moment who's stepped into the door, so welcome, Jazz. Yeah, g'day, uh, Jazz aficionado. Actually know nothing about jazz. <laughs> but what did you think of the last well, record, you got the first, the first two letters of your name are wrong, but you got the last one. Ah, uh, go on, Louis. Here on the podcast. Uh, last track. Last track was solid. Uh, all, all I would say is the word funk resonate. That's uh, it's good. Yeah, it was more funky than jazz. That's a good pick. Yeah, but it had some jazz influence, I reckon. So it got the plug. Yeah, we built it over. I think we built it over those three songs. Yeah, local releases is where our hearts at. So we gotta give them shout outs when we can. Hope straight records. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Putbacks put out another LP uh, early this year, actually, which is again they, the Putbacks put something else out. Yeah, the Putbacks put back out some more music. Uh, not, I, not so good now, you Louis. <laughs> Had a crack there. Had a crack. No, that's good. That's good. I dug deep for that one and definitely didn't find any gold. Uh, so, Jez, what kind of music are you into? Uh, I've got to say, nineties hip hop would be my jam, actually. Yeah, Ooh, maybe Ooh, you should have a bit of bit of awkward silence here in the. No, no, nah, no. Our actually. best one we've ever done was a hip hop one with well, a guy called yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Paul Spitaker. But he hasn't uh, been back since, so <laughs> maybe that's a bit telling. But. Yeah, used to used to put on my uh, my brother's cassette and turn my speakers out the window so all my neighbours could hear how cool I was. Like an old school boombox. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was my I, I peaked early. Yeah, hip hop's way to go. Of which I have pretty much none. Yeah, I can represent in this area. <laughs> <laughs> Another week where I can represent and Louis can't. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, hey, I think I think jazz is a bit of a uh, we, you know, we've balanced the scales again between us. Um, yeah, for those that didn't listen last week, it was pretty much all my Deep House records. Yeah, and we played and I one played, artist. I, yeah, <laughs> I, play, I played both sides of a twelve-inch single. <laughs> but now we're back. Um, so I'm going to put on another local record by a group called The Proteins. Now these guys have got a few uh, a few records out, and they're on the label. You know what? I'd love to give you more information about this label. It's actually one of the most confusing layouts I've ever seen on record. Like there's just fucking text everywhere and a few hand-drawn pictures. Classic sort of Melbourne New World interpretation of what an Melbourne art cover should be. So I'm going to play you a track from a site. Don't know which one. It's going to be jazzy. It's going to be fun. They're called The Proteins. Don't know if they're referencing any sort of, uh, you know, actual food there. You're really working this one up. You're really trying <laughs> to sell this one over. <laughs> like, well, i got to sell it because I don't know what the fucking track's called or what side I'm playing. Maybe they just study biology. Who knows? Well, exactly. Let's see if biology can make music. So I'm going to take it off with the protein.
really serenades you in there, doesn't it? Oh, sorry, what did you say? I was not listening. See what I'm doing with <laughs> So the music I just, really I looked, just I like... looked at you then. I just totally blacked. I was like, fuck, hang on. What? Uh, give the mic to Jez. You're done. Um, I was just so mad that uh, the music I just like gives you, puts you in a we've zone. we've taken over from uh, Lewis listeners. Yeah, you know, fully walked the plank on, on that one. But Louis gone. Louis out the door. He's actually, he's actually walking. Yeah. So we're talking about... Oh, fair. We're talking about some of the better clubs in Melbourne for jazz, and you mentioned a couple that you like. I nearly blanked then, and I was like, "Fuck! Don't don't forget <laughs> Bird's Basement. Bird's Basement, totally solid. 
they opened up with Ravi Coltrane when they when they opened the uh, the club, which is pretty cool. But you got to support jazz in Melbourne because that should be closing down. Yeah, like what was the venue? You said it closed after thirty years of being open. Bennett's Lane, so good, amazing. Uh, dusty old jazz club open for like 30 plus years. I don't know, but wow. yeah, incredible. Yeah, jazz is one of those genres people say are dying, but I think it's actually gone on the up. It's kind of like records, like had its downturn and now it's like back up, like for the cool kids now. Like you go to these <laughs> jazz gigs for jazz festival and it's just filled with like a lot of young people and a lot of old people and not much in the middle. Are people going because it's jazz and they don't know much about music or – they're just so into jazz and it's finally becoming popular again. Oh, I don't want to call out jazz mu- people, but some of them are just a bit of like music nerds, I, I don't want to say. Yeah, I think jazz is actually very divisive. I think people listen to jazz because they think they have to and it's an integral part of the trajectory of what music is. But I also think it's like people either like jazz and they're like, I fucking love jazz or people are like, nah, I hate it. I just don't get it. <laughs> Honestly, I chatted to a few record owners like, dude, why don't you stock some, um, you know, why don't you stock some jazz? And they're just like, don't get it. Why should I? <laughs> but it's so not That's like an answer. abusive, offensive genre. It's so nice. Yeah, I know. But some people just don't understand the timing. And and uh, these like these guys I've chatted to, they're like massive psych ads into heavy metal. I'm sort of like, well, you know, it all like it all stems from the same place. I, I don't but that's an interesting question. Who are the people who are going to jazz concerts? I know, right? Well, tell me, who's at the rookies every Wednesday? Though I do. There's this one guy with this little hook nose. I've seen him go all weeks running. This is just like Fitzroy Gossip, by the way, and just heads up for everyone. Four weeks running, different girl every single time. Brings her, ignores her, leaves her hanging at the bar. The bar staff ended up chatting to her. He's not even interested. He just like feels maybe he just feels uncomfortable going to jazz by himself. So he just rotates through Tinder, finds a new accompaniment. I think he's undersuming this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jez, where are you going next week? <laughs> Is my nose hooked? <laughs> For sure. But like, I reckon uh, the gig that I went to, that's definitely a stand. I was like, I saw Patty Austin play two and a half years ago, like a tribute to Ella and Louis, and that was so nice. Oh, perfect. I also got free tickets for that one, which made it even nicer. Well, sugar on top really, isn't it? Her uncle's Quincy Jones, so she was like, Born to be an absolute star. Fuck yeah. Jez, what's your uh, what's your best jazz gig you've been to? Oh, you know, those ones where, uh, uh, honestly, I think the only jazz gig that I've been to in the last like three years was at Bennett's Lane before it closed down and it was an unnamed artist and they were fucking incredible. They just they were just jazz pianists for like three hours, paid like 10 bucks, had two whiskeys and left. That's jazz. <laughs> <laughs> That is so jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so jazz. All right. Well, uh, we're going to play you out with a tune off an EP from a pretty uh, very current jazz artist. He's actually, I think he's sort of, his, his, his dad was a saxophone player, so this guy was just born into it. Uh, he plays all types of saxophones, and um, he's actually produced a lot, of, a lot of records, like a lot of current records. He was the man behind Kendrick Lamar's How to Pivot Butterfly, so he did all the backing tracks for that. And he's called Kamasi, Kamasi Washington, probably one of the most hectic like current jazz artists. I feel like, if anything, Kendrick did the backing of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he steals the show in, the, in that album, really. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, and I saw him at Golden Plains, and it was just uh, it was a pretty beautiful moment. Um, and this is off his EP, uh, Harmony of Difference. And it's going to play the opening track. Ah, well, that's it for us. We'll play this one out and we'll see you uh, next week for another genre we think of a day before. Yeah, no worries. All right. Thanks <laughs> for our impromptu guest, Jez. 
Thanks for having me, peeps. Been a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thank you.